Building a successful real estate career requires you to adapt, pivot, and constantly master new skills. We're Katie and Daniel Steinfeld. We've built our own innovative brokerage. And in this podcast, we've assembled actionable tips and strategies that you can implement to take your business to its maximum potential. It's time to level up. Level up. Welcome to another episode of Level Up. Today we are talking about branding, and that's something that we're talking about in our OTB 100 group as well. But before we get started, we were wondering if you guys can do us a favor and please rate and review this podcast. We'd really appreciate it. It helps us and just helps us to know what how you like it. So if you could do that, that'd be great. It would be. Wouldn't it? All right. So now we are talking about branding. (laughs) Now that that's out of the way, shameless self-promotion, let's talk about shameless (laughs) self-promotion. So yeah, we're going to be covering it this week. um, But regardless of where you're at in your business and what your business is, brand is such an important piece of any business. And I think when we originally did some branding training uh, months ago, I'm talking slowly because there's a small stampede going on downstairs here. (laughs) There's no less than three, no more than four children who are currently running at the same time. (laughs) Looking for us. We're hiding in one of our kids' rooms, hoping that nobody will find us. So we'll see. We'll see what we get through. So what I was saying was (laughs) the uh, first time we ran a training session on branding, it was referred to as rebranding. And we talked about that uh, for this week as well, where is it just branding or is it rebranding? And realistically, when you're branding and you're doing the exercise, whether you're new or not, you really are creating. And so whether it's giving yourself a facelift of what you've been presented as in the past Mm -hmm. um, or reinforcing something you've already been doing, the whole exercise really is a rebrand, I think, um, whether it's right at the beginning or somewhere in the middle. Mm-hmm. It's kind of my opinion of the whole thing. Well, I guess if you're starting new in the industry, you're branding. Like, I don't know what you would be. You're, you're branding your business. But the thing is, brand, and maybe it's a good way to start, like brand is not a logo or an image. I mean, that's part of it. But brand is perception. Mm-hmm. Brand is your reputation. And unless you don't know anybody or have any connections, to me, you already have a personal brand. Even if you're starting your business, you have... Uh, a perception that's in the mind of people who know you, people who you do yeah, business that's with. that's true. Good and, point. And so, well, thank you. But I, I know what you're saying. It is still, it is still a branding yeah, exercise. Yeah. But I'm, I'm just saying you want to take something. You're never starting fully, fully, fully from square one because you are you. That's How's true. that for deep? Not as good as your quote from last week. You are you. <laughs> yeah, but branding is essentially like such a big foundational part of your business. If you don't establish that from the get-go or if you don't take some time to just take a step back and, and really figure out what you want to present yourself as, you will continually struggle with how you're presenting yourself out to your ideal customer. And that can be really confusing for people. It can really delay your ability to be recognized as a reputable person in this industry. So I think it's something that you really have to take some time to do. And I lost my train of thought. I was going to say something else about it. Well, there's a lot we can I, talk I know, about. I know, no, but there was something else you were I was going to go into. I know. What was it? Okay, you go. 
You know what, though? Like, even talking about our brand and how it's developed, what we are doing right now with the I lost my train of thought and we're not editing this out <laughs> approach is part of our brand, really. True. You know, I think we initially didn't take the time up front to really think brand beyond what do we want this logo to look like. Maybe a little bit we talked about, you know, what's our approach and what are we oh, trying yeah. to accomplish. Mm-hmm. But as far as a real exercise in branding from the perspective of, oh, she remembered, but I'm not going to finish my (laughs) sentence. Uh, As far as a real exercise in branding goes, we didn't really think enough about how do we want people to feel Mm. when they interact with us, see what we do, so on and so forth. What sort of things are triggered for people? And that is a mainstay, maybe the main part of branding is what sort of emotions are you trying to instill which is tied to reputation and and all those things as well. Yeah. So one of the biggest questions we get when we're talking to agents, whether they're new or they've been relatively established, is what is your opinion on leveraging the brokerage you're worth versus personal branding? Mm -hmm. And it's something that we're very... Um, I guess passionate. I hate using that word, but I think it's with with our own agents. We really, we are passionate. We really want to push agents to use their own personal brand because wherever they go, whatever they do, they're gonna have that coming with them. And once you build that brand equity, it's it, it's a really big detriment to your business if you all of a sudden just stop with what you have and and move on to something else. So although the brokerage is great from the perspective of it, it has already kind of an established reputation and it depends on the market you're working in. I know for us, wherever we went as a broker, like with whatever brokerage we worked with before starting our own, it really didn't matter to people, to clients who we were with. It just depended on the type of the person we were and knowing whether they had a referral or they had worked with us in the past, like they knew they were going to get great service because of who we were. And so I think for any agent, it's really important to establish that for your own business. Leverage the brokerage if you want, but really think about what you're offering, who your ideal client is, and then base your branding around that. Yeah. And think about your intention for yourself. Like, why did you get into this business? Was this to be a part of a bigger system and sort of work in the shadows and be successful that way? Or establish yourself? Because you can't establish yourself the same way if you're piggybacking on something else, whether it's a brokerage or even more so if you're part of a team. Mm-hmm. Um, teams are great. Generally speaking, teams don't create um, the ability for each individual to build an individual brand. And that's okay if that's where your goal mindset is at for yourself. But generally speaking, in this industry, we're all entrepreneurs. We're all trying to build our own business. Yeah. And it's very hard to do that if your brand is somebody else's. Mm-hmm. Um, for more reason than anything else, which you said is you might not be in the same place forever and maybe not through your own choice. Maybe you geographically move to a place that doesn't have the same brokerage that you've been clinging to. Do you really want to be restarting all the equity you've built for yourself brand-wise from square one Mm -hmm. because you've never established anything for yourself? So you need to think about that. Think about how to leverage the brand because you've chosen a brokerage, you've chosen a team, you've chosen a company for a reason and a lot of that might be their reputation and their brand. So there's value in that, but understand how you fit in there and how they fit into you. Ask those questions when you're joining a brokerage. 
Um, or if you're at a brokerage right now and have never taken the time to establish where your boundaries may lie and being able to build it for yourself, do that. Because that's part of this exercise is knowing what you want to present yourself as and making sure you can do that to the best of your ability without piggybacking on something else. Right. And so I think, you know, there's there's various steps we take um, in, in the branding exercise. I think one of the most important ones is just determining who your ideal client is and how you want to capture their attention through your brand. So there's various ways to look at it. Um, and there's various, I guess, um, pieces that go into a brand, whether it's your colors, your logo, your font, your message, so many different things. But knowing who your ideal customer is will allow you to kind of narrow down not necessarily, like, I don't, I don't know if like the color and the, like sometimes the color and the style, I guess it depends on the type of person you're going after. Like if you're going after single professional females who want to own their first home, I think there's a, a more specific you could go with a more specific font style and color style based on that type of a person. And you will most likely find it on Canva. <laughs> yes. But I think um, other, like, unless it's something very specific like that, like first time home buyers might be a little bit different and it might be more in your messaging and that, how you're that's showing That's what I was going to say there. Yeah. It's not always the consumer. Like your yeah. message will tie to your consumer, but- your brand has a very, hopefully forever, but a very long lifespan. That's not something you're going to be reinventing every year because now you've realized you want to focus on a different audience. Mm -hmm. It might be, and companies rebrand from time to time. But if you're going through this exercise, the hope is that this is something that will withstand the, t the test of time because the exercise itself takes a while to do it right. Mm -hmm. The cost is there in terms of redoing everything and re-educating the public and, and, and the audience, um, but also because you want something that you're going to be able to cling to for a long time. Again, like it's the same argument as not leaning on somebody else's brand. If you're building something for yourself, definitely it can be tied and built around a specific audience if that's where you know your niche will be for the long haul. Mm -hmm. To me, it's also, and maybe I'm jumping ahead of it, but it's also about your story, which is also your messaging, like the brand story we'll talk about a bit, but what is that feeling that you want your brand to instill? And that's going to tie to maybe a certain type of audience because certain audiences well, react a different way yeah. to different things. But there's also, and I think we jumped ahead because the most important is really establishing like a mission and division statement for your business. Can I take it back even one step before the mission and the vision? Rewind. That's pretty cool mm. to me. Yeah, it's great sound effects. Um, I think the mission and the vision are, yeah, they come before everything I just said. But before that, you need to know who you are. <laughs> you need to do an exercise in... Self-reflection. Well, yeah. I mean, you're, you're, <laughs> you're making me corny? I, well, I'm being corny. But you need to know who you are and not everybody needs to toss words out there like authentic and things like that. But your brand should be a reflection of who you are. And I know you want people to see you in a positive light, obviously. And if you're a dick, don't say, well, I guess my brand needs to make me look like a dick, <laughs> right? Well, okay. But. Yeah. But. There are people that are out there that are completely, you know, don't hold back, say what they mean. Right. And those people will attract people like them. If they allow their brand to 
properly reflect that that's exactly. the kind of person they so are. So if you've been in this business for longer than a few years, I think you might realize you're starting to develop patterns with the type of people that you're working with. Like for myself, I do find I'm either working a lot with first-time home buyers or really successful like professional women that are getting into the the market on their own and just in and rocking it and I love it. And so those are the people I tend to attract and I think it's just it kind of comes together for you and you recognize that over time. But right. but you know realizing that I think is really important because if you love it, then it will help you really create a brand that you're excited about. Right. It just, it keeps it real. Mm -hmm. And that's what you want it to be because it is such a waste of your time and energy to be trying to meet the expectations of the brand you built for yourself because it's not really you. Yeah. Like if you want to get into like the luxury market, for example, and, but like you, like there's just nothing in you that speaks luxury. Like, it's just like, that's a whole other like wing. And for me, when I think about the, the things that I would need to be, the type of person I would need to reflect to get into that market, it's not for me, but it's, right. it is for other people. Right. And it's not to say that can't be a long-term goal. Like if you yeah. know you, once you establish yourself with a certain type of business and you really get comfortable and you want to pivot in your strategy or when you're annual planning five years down the road, you say, this is the year I dive into luxury. Mm -hmm. It doesn't mean you can't do that. But when you're building a brand for yourself, it needs to reflect who you are and what you know, Yeah. because that's what people are going to gravitate to. And the right people who align with you and your values and the way you are, are the ones you want to attract. Exactly. So, and also like a brand itself is, it's not about what you're going to do, in my opinion. It's what you've already done mm -hmm. to a degree. It needs to tell the story of who you are, not who you're trying to be, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Like I, I know that we're all growing and we're all trying to be a bigger version of what we are right now, whatever that means for you. But your brand, it's hard to create a perception in people if you're saying we're the company or I'm the person who is going to achieve this when you haven't achieved it, right? Or you can't speak to the type of person you are. You're talking about the type of person you want to become. It's a tougher message to relay, in my opinion. So I think the brand needs to be, here's who I am. Yeah, absolutely. No, definitely. Because like the moment you try to be something that you're not, it becomes very forced and people recognize that. So, right. And, and it's a lot easier if you, if you are yourself, if you act like yourself, you're going to bring it. It might take a little bit longer, but at least at that point, you're not killing yourself to be somebody else. Right. Um, when we, I, I, this is another train of thought that just went off. But this is, this is, I actually, I'm, I'm going to blow your mind right now, but I listened to a podcast today. Oh, really? And it wasn't really about this, but it was, it was touching on something we've talked about in the past when active listening, it wasn't about active listening and it was actually, it was a comedy podcast. So I don't think they were really trying to teach a lesson, but it had me thinking about this whole waiting for the other person to stop talking so that you can say your point thing. Yeah. I was just doing that with you. And I did it so hard that I completely forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> no, but you know what? I've recognized in the, when I listen to our podcast that so that's something we do quite a bit is just like wait for the other person. And we've talked about that before, but like I, I see it still that we do that. So my, my response to you was more in like I was making a very big I – was, I was being very like in my head thinking I need to – 
actually take in what you're saying and respond to you and not just start up another point. That's right. I know we're off brand now, but it's yeah. true. And <laughs> she's like staring into my soul right now. <laughs> I know last week we were sitting, we were sitting on chairs next to each other, staring away from each other. Now I'm on a chair and Katie's on a bed. This is kind of like a weird, it's weird. <laughs> well, you are. Well, it's on our son's bed. Yeah. We're both sitting, but this is kind of like a, a weird shrink session right now. Yeah. Anyway, back to brand. Or were you about to say something else? Yeah, well, I was going to just give the example of when we hired our admin assistant and how usually we want to give off, well, I would want to give off the perception, like we've got our shit together, we know what we want, we know what we want the person to do. But this time around, we just put out the ad, we were very clear with whoever we interviewed that we have no idea what you're going to be ending up doing on a regular basis. Like we need somebody that is able to adapt, that's able to just take in what we need them to do and just go with it. And I felt so much more comfortable in that situation when we did eventually hire our amazing admin because I had I I didn't have to feel bad about like shifting direction like halfway through you know right. a project or just asking her to figure out how to work Canva or you know all of these different things and I think that can really relate back to your business if you're very honest with who you are and what you represent and the types of clients you like working with you're going to just it, it's just going to flow so naturally and people are just going to naturally come to you because they see that in you yeah, it's it's okay to not, I mean, and this again, like when we talk about brand, I think initially for me as well, like I, I always thought brand was the logo and that's it. It's what yeah, people see. totally. And to a large degree, I mean, that's part of it. That's not not brand, but your flaws and your things you don't know mm-hmm. are still part of your brand if spun in a positive light in just letting people know who you are. It's yeah. not like your logo is going to say, you know, yeah. I have no idea or things like that. Right. But but I think- this, it results in getting the right response. Like you're yeah. trying to get the right response, whether it's from your clients, whether it's from the people you work alongside. It's easier for me in real estate to not just deal with my clients in a way that's real and that they expect and that's consistent, which is another key thing we need to talk about. Mm -hmm. But also when I'm working with colleagues in the industry, whether it's the first time or the 10th time, they're getting what my brand is. I don't sugarcoat my messages. I don't pretend to be, you know, a pompous asshole who wants, like, that's not me. It's Mm -hmm. always very chummy, very casual, and just like, let's just real talk with each other. Yeah. And I think that's part of my brand. Mm-hmm. I think you're said, we're a little bit different in the way we interact with people. Like it's both yeah. positive, but we've got a different approach, but it's consistent. And so unless you were going to shift gears, that's, that's where I think segueing here. Yeah. Like consistency, which goes alongside the fact that you don't want to be changing this every six months or a year. Yeah. And when we're talking consistency, I think it's more about the colors and the look and like what you're projecting style wise more. So, I mean, obviously like y- your story grows. Yeah. yeah. Your story changes. You don't, you don't have to be a straight line person who's always dealing with the same people and always has the same story, mm-hmm. but you also aren't going from one book to the next. You're going sort of chapter one, chapter two, chapter three, if that makes sense. If we're using the story analogy, like mm-hmm. I think, you need to flow with your brand in a way that doesn't confuse people. For sure. It can grow, it can improve, you know, all of that. 
Yeah. You can be innovative. Like you're not pigeonholing yourself by just having a logo and a story. And that's what I am for the next 10 years. But the story and the way that it progresses has to make sense. And it needs to be consistently you throughout. Right. Yeah. So for for me, at least knowing what my colors are, what my logo is and the type of style I want to show to in my in in anything I put out there um, makes it really easy to put things out there consistently and to have a very uniform look. And I feel that that makes you look a lot more put together as a business. Like, just think of all the different businesses out there. If any, like, even large corporation were to be all over their place with their branding or their colors, you wouldn't trust them as much. You wouldn't, Mm -hmm. well, be able to recognize them, which is even bigger. But it's really about showcasing um, who you are and, and having people recognize you the moment they see that color or that font style. It's like, oh, that's Katie again, putting out another listing or, you know, whatever. Right. People And, and some people in our industry do it great. Some yeah. people, you know, it's not even always about reinventing, although we're going to talk about that tomorrow in the session a little bit more so about some epic massive fails that big companies have had with the most subtle of Mm rebrands just because they wanted to freshen things up or or give a little bit of a new look. It could be as simple as changing a slogan by one word or Mm -hmm. something like, what was it? New Coke. Coke was new Coke Mm -hmm. for a bit in the, I want to say it was the early nineties. I don't remember. We were alive, but I wasn't really looking at branding, (laughs) but it was a total flop Mm -hmm. for a multitude of reasons. And you don't need a whole marketing team behind you to know. That being said, part of this exercise is also not doing it alone. You know what you want and who you are, but the feedback of the people closest to you is so important when you're putting this together to get some real criticism and feedback about how effective your message is, how real they feel it is, what it makes them feel like when they see it. And when they hear it um, and take that because at the end of the day, your brand is not for you, right? It's, it's about you. It represents you, but the brand is to be consumed by everybody else in the world. So you should consult with those who you trust the most to tell you what they think when they, when they're consuming it Mm -hmm. as you're doing this process. Yeah, and I can tell you from experience, the moment you are comfortable and and love your brand and know that others are, are in support of it, the more likely you are to stick with it and just be able to put things out, like, you know, just continually put things out there and not have to second guess or question yourself. Because, you know, sometimes, and I've, we've gone through this over the years, like we've just put things out and I just haven't been happy with it and wanted to redo the whole thing. But because I really didn't have a clear idea of what it is that we wanted to project, it just became an exercise in continually trying things out and confusing people along the way. Right. And it was, it's part of the growing process. Like it's not something we're not proud of. It's not something we're proud of, but yeah, you learn through, yeah, yeah. Like, and we just, truth be told, we just went through it this week and we're in the process of it right now with a community brand that we're building mm-hmm. where one of the steps in the branding process that we, that is important, but I think that maybe we, What's the past tense of cling? Clinged? Clung. Clung? Clung. We clung to? We <laughs> no. clinged to? Yeah, no, clung. We, we clung. held on to. We clung to. We clung to. <laughs> 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 
clung. It's a weird word. You're looking it up. Um, one of the things that we clung to <laughs> was um, we wanted to make sure that all the social handles and websites and all that were available for whatever this brand name was, because it wasn't our name for this particular community brand. Yeah, it's clung. It is clung. That's yeah. good. So because of that, we built a name and a whole system of, of Instagram, Facebook, all these handles and everything built around a name that was kind of, I mean, at the time it felt catchy, but we never really gave a lot of thought to what it was telling people. And what it wasn't telling people was the key thing we wanted eventually was that we're in real estate. Mm-hmm. It was too cutesy community it was very yeah it was very passive and so we're rebranding now back to in this community our uh, uh, to a large degree our names Mm -hmm. so from that number one definitely keep an eye if you are doing something that isn't your name that it's something that you can reflect in you know the web and social media and all that because it is tough to have a brand that nobody can find or that someone else or lots of other people have the same name Mm -hmm. But more than that, don't use that as the guide for you. You also have to take a long look at what it's saying to people and whether the message is clear because you're not always going to have a slogan or you're not always going to have something that goes alongside the name or the logo. And if that's not clear, you might lose people before you ever get to the message. Yeah. I mean, one, one great exercise, I think, when you're going through this is think about all of the postcards you get in the mail and maybe the, the ads that you're targeted with on social media. But I think more importantly, it's the postcards because mm. we get certain postcards from certain agents in our area. And the moment I even see one of the colors, I know it is this particular agent. And he has done an excellent job at being consistent. And it's an expensive marketing effort to do postcards, but he does it weekly and it's the same colors every time. It's the same kind of look. Um, It's not, you know, maybe not the content I would put out there, but it still is reminding people that this person is in the area he's active and he's in real estate. Yeah. And so that just just think of those people that you can take and then there's postcards that go out there that aren't consistent and you'd never recognize who they are and maybe they come out once every 6 months and so it's not something that you, you keep being reminded of. Yeah. I mean and that's where consistency again is key mm-hmm. with whatever advertising you do. But then, you know, next level to that is be cognizant of the content that's part of that because consistent crap content is also not great. And not that like this person you're talking about, I think does a great job. Mm-hmm. Like our kids all know by yeah, name exactly. who he is. Yeah. Um, but we do get some other consistent ads that I, I'll see every week or two that are just junky. And even though, like, I don't know who the person is until I look at him like, oh, it's that person again. And I know that what I'm going to see in there is just not and it and, and maybe it's just it doesn't speak to me maybe i'm not the target market with it well i mean obviously we're not the target market because we mm-hmm. do the same job but it's it's interesting where people cut off their attention i think you know sometimes people think i've got a logo i've got an automated system i'll leave it at that but taking a little bit of extra time and it's not about number of words or anything like that but things like spelling things like you know, just the little things that show your professionalism. If that's what you're trying to to show people, that's got to have attention. And that's part of your brand as well. Yeah. All It's anything people feel when they see your stuff. Mm-hmm. And if I see certain postcards right out of the gate, I'm like, uh, mm-hmm. right? Whereas with others, I'm like, 
okay, that's like, I'm not selling my house, but you know, like I look at it yeah. through the eyes of a consumer and I say, this person is making a stamp on the community Yeah. and everybody who sees it knows. And it doesn't even matter if 99% of those postcards are going in the recycling bin right away. It's like you said, the moment I see one of those colors out of the corner of the pile of postcards, yeah. I'm like, oh, we got another one from him. Yeah. Right. And he's probably doing really well. Mm-hmm. And at least that's the message that it instills in people is this person represents most of the volume in this community. Whether or not that's true, it doesn't matter. Yeah. And the other point is that when we were going through this community exercise of, you know, just creating like a social account for this community and just trying to get ourselves out there, I polled a lot of the people we knew in the community and asked them, if you were to choose a realtor what would you base it on? And, you know, if you didn't know somebody that was in the industry, if you didn't know it was like a family or friend, mem- fa- friend member, <laughs> a friend or family member, like if you were just going in not knowing anybody, who would you choose? And most people said they would choose somebody that they see often listing places in the area, whether it's their see their for sale signs or if they're following them on social media, they're putting listings out there on a regular basis. And that's not to say to make your com- total social feed all listings, but you do need to show that you're being, you're present in the community through your work, not necessarily like all all these things where we want to do good for the community is great. But if you're not showcasing that you're also active in the industry and doing the actual work, people won't want to hire you because they want to hire somebody that has experience. Right. And that's not to say, because we get the question a lot too from new realtors. How do I break in? Because I don't have any listings. I don't have any of that. It's not to say that you can't show that you're active just mm-hmm. because you don't have a listing. And that doesn't necessarily just mean take listings that are out there and post them and, and help promote them. Be in the community. Mm-hmm. Be visible. Talk about the things that you know prospective consumers or sellers want to hear. But keep it at least partially related to real estate, right? It, you, you can get carried away in your content down any rabbit hole, right? And all of it is good in its own way, but just be aware of what you're putting out there and what the message is that it sends. And if people want to see that you're active in the community and you don't have any listings, that's okay. You can be active, not necessarily selling, but just there and talking about the market and talking about the things that are going on or whatever it is you choose to do just so people start to get to know who you are. And regardless of how you do that, I mean, video is one nice thing when you want people to really know your personality and get to know the real you. Video is great. Um, but regardless, not being there means no one's going to get to know who you are, whether it's a postcard, whether it's social media, whatever. If you just choose to have a logo and let it simmer for the day that somebody calls you, that phone's not going to ring. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you don't have to figure it out. I know we're kind of throwing things all over the place. And I Get feel, your damn marketing plan together. I feel together. like this is like a very um, piecemeal in term, Not piecemeal, but I feel like we're not kind of doing like a beginning to end like well, guide. No. And that's what you can listen to the OTB. Well, yeah, we'll talk about year. that yeah, tomorrow. We'll be more like more focused on what we're saying. We're just kind of throwing tips out there, I think, at this point. But you're not going to figure it all out in one go in the first round. And that's been, did I spit in your eye? No. Oh, maybe something, something hit me in the eye. (laughs) I won't blame you. But we've finally gotten to the point with the brokerage after almost four, three and a half years, um, 
of, of kind of figuring the, trying to trying different things. So it's not going to be something that just clicks with you immediately. There might be certain pieces that work with you and will continue on with you over the years, but over time you're going to refine it. So don't feel like you have to have it all figured out the first time you get out there because you could hold yourself back for months and months because you feel like you're not ready. A lot of people, especially new agents get into this business and think that they need like a complete social media, like, account and all of their stuff ready to go a website signs business cards like obviously there's the core things but if you don't know exactly what you want to put out there in a website you don't have to have that right away or maybe you can have like a basic one and neither neither of us has a website right now right neither and not i mean i don't think that's the right thing to do no but but it's that's the choice that we've made but it's also our it's our personal yeah it's the journey or whatever that we're on it's not something that was a necessity to what we're trying to accomplish with our brand with our business or otherwise right so you're really far from the mic now so no one's gonna hear you i know okay now you're back (laughs) but that's i mean that's pretty much you know i think our food for no our two cents (laughs) <laughs> our food for it's a cliche wagon <laughs> it's pretty much our food for sense uh but yeah just i guess some initial ideas and i think these are just based on talking to some of our agents and then other colleagues in the industry things that they've been struggling with so if you want a more uh i guess organized way of looking at this Make sure to join the OTB 100 group. We're going to be going through step by step from beginning to end how to get there. And we'll have some resources as well that you can use to help determine how you want to brand yourself. And that will be really helpful. Yeah. Right now, your only homework for today is just start thinking about who you are and who you want to reach and what you want your business to be. And just jot down your story. What's... What's what makes you you? What makes you unique? That's what everyone's looking for in any business is why should I choose you over somebody else? And it's easier when your brand starts to send those messages without you having to stand at the top of a mountain screaming, I'm better because mm-hmm. that's not what people need to hear. They want to start to have a feeling. They see your logo, they see your name and something is triggered in them saying that's the person that blank yeah that's what you should be thinking about and this goes part and parcel with your planning um but it's not necessarily an exercise you're doing every year it's something that you really just need to sit back and if you're already doing business right now do a brand audit of yourself and figure out what your brand is telling people and if that's the message you want it to give ask people what they think ask if they even know what your brand is Use that as a way to just give yourself a little refresher of just what you want to be and how you're going to do that. Exactly. So that's it for this week. Thank you so much for listening, and we will see you next time. They'll hear us. We won't really see them. That's true. We won't. You'll listen to us next time. I hope so. (laughs) Hopefully we haven't lost you. (laughs) Bye. Goodbye. Level up, 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 level up,